Support for Black Austin Matters comes from The Vortex, presenting the Black Feminist Guide to the Human Body, a world premiere choreo poem by Lisa B. Thompson. April 12th through May 4th, 2024, vortexrep.org. From KUT and KUTX Studios. I'm Lisa B. Thompson. And I'm Rich J. Reddick. And this is Black Austin Matters. Good afternoon. Austin City Limits, we're here! Woo! Black Austin Matters is in the house. Good to see Woo! everybody. Welcome. So today, we'll be speaking with members of the Houston Tilts and Jazz Collective. Woo! Yes. Rams! Yeah. Mighty Rams! Rams holding it down. So we got Dr. Jeremy George, Assistant Professor of Music Education and Director of Jazz Studies. Yes, 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 yes. Woo! We got Sidney McRae, vocalist. Hi. Hey. And my dude, Tyler Whitfield on the bass. What's going on? What's going on? All right. He tried to talk in a low voice because he play bass. Bass in the voice. <laughs> Put some bass in your voice. I love oh it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. So y'all just finished performing. Uh, so how does it feel being off stage and catching the vibes? You got audience out here, cool off a little bit, got a little drink. How, how, do, you, how do you feel? I'm going to defer to the students because I, I was just enjoying the performance. So I'm going to let them, the performers, actually say this one. <laughs> All right. I feel high on life. I feel great. Love that. I feel like it was a great performance. I have so much energy, lots of adrenaline still. And yeah, I feel great. I'm so excited for the rest of the day. No, for sure. It, it feels good for real. You know, um, in terms of like playing, like, hey, we had ACL, bro. That's cool. That's cool, Doc. You and then, you know, that. left it on stage. I love it. And, I, and I, I was like, Jazz Collective. So I was ready for some Miles Davis, Sarah Vaughn. And you came at me with my, with my college jams. So how did y'all select the music you played today and turned it out? So I'll kind of I'll jump in on this one. So <laughs> well, I, just to address the Jazz Collective name, the group has kind of like evolved, right? So, you know, it used to be all instrumental, just kind of, you know, playing some, I guess, smoother jazz. And then the jazz program kind of blew up and flourished and everything. And then we started getting, you know, requests for, hey, can you play at this event? But we want to hear before I let go. And we yes. want to hear outstanding. And it's Come like, on. yo, OK, great. And, you know, so the name stuck Jazz Collective. But uh, at the institution, uh, I am the director of jazz studies. And I'm proud to be there and work with these wonderful students yes. every day. Um, but, you know, we, we have essentially music that fits every type of event. If you want Miles Davis, we give you Miles Davis. Nice. If you want John Coltrane, we give you John Coltrane. If you want Kanye West, if you want Beyonce, we got it, you know, because all of that comes from the, the African diaspora. That's right. And us being an HBCU, it's important for us to be able to embody all of those things. Yeah, yeah. teacher, I was, I was getting in. I was getting it in today. Yeah. She was vibing for real, y'all. Like, she yeah. was like, had me sweating. I was trying to keep up with her. <laughs> This is, this is true. So, yeah. you know, if we ever do, like, a video version of Aust uh, Black Austin Matters, uh, Lisa will be front and center with it because she was throwing down. Oh, my goodness. I had a little head bob. You were, no, you were I believe, all in. Yeah, I believe if it's a dance floor, it's meant to be danced on. If it's a band that's jamming, you would give them the love because they need to have that. I'm a, you know, in, in theater, so you got to give that to the, to the, to the, the artists so they can see the, what, you're, what they're doing for your soul. So thank you. So many of our listeners may not realize that Houston Tillotson is the uni first university and higher learning in Austin, right? You guys started in 1875. Yes. Older than UT. Older than UT. Uh, Older than UT. 
What does it mean to each of you to represent Houston Tilton University at ACO? I mean, I think it's amazing, you know, to see a HBCU being represented and, you know, not such a, where there's not so many minorities, you know, up here like that, like, you know, for school-wise and everything like that. So I think it's, I think it's really important that, you know, we see an HBCU, it's like, hey, this is the first HBCU in Austin. It's the first higher learning education, you know, institution in Austin, right? I'm like, the fact that we're up here representing the school like that, I think it's a great, I think it's amazing, you know, honestly. That's awesome. Sydney. I feel very grateful to be here. Um, I definitely understand the impact of seeing HBCU students, black students on the stage representing people that are definitely the minority in Austin. There's not that many of us. And so I think it's important that we are seen and that we're heard. And so I'm grateful for this opportunity and I'm glad that it happened. Dr. Jeremy. It's a wonderful, it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful, beautiful, whatever adjective you want to say, like, it's a great thing, you know. Um, it's, it, it, since I've gone through my studies and all my degrees uh, from, you know, so many different places, you know, it's interesting that I can't go to an HBCU to get a PhD in music education. Wow. So essentially, I had to go to Florida State, which is a PWI, right. just to be able to come back to work at HBCU. Interesting. So, you know, for me to be able to serve my community and serve my students and us to be able to just say, hey, we're here, we're loud, and we can <laughs> groove, and we can make you party. Definitely you know, it, it is a beautiful thing just, you know, in the city of in the city of Austin, obviously the capital of Texas, and this is just a wonderful thing. ACL is beautiful and to see the students on stage is is it literally I, I get goosebumps every time. I love hey, it. I, I want to ask where everybody's from. So this is, can you go down, where are you from? For sure. Um, <laughs> I'm originally an East Coast boy. I'm from South Carolina, but I've been living in Austin, Texas, Huddle, Texas, really, but Austin, Texas for most of my life, you know, since I was about three years old. But All right. East Coast representative. Huddle, yeah. Got a shout out for Huddle. Got a shout out for Huddle. Shout out. I'm from Tallahassee, Florida. All right. All right. <laughs> how, long, how long you been here? So... How long oh, I only go to school here. I go to HT. Um, I've only been here for two years. I'm a sophomore. Nice. All right. All right. So I'm originally from Sanford, Florida, right by Orlando. Uh, and in two, 2004, I moved to Tallahassee, Florida. So I'll say I'm Sanford, Florida by way of Tallahassee, Florida. And then, of course, here in Austin. So I'm serving my second year at Houston Tillerson. So uh, on August 2nd of 2022, I became a Austinite. Uh, but I still, you know, I'm a Floridian at heart. And you came from us where? You were a director of, uh, of dance at James Richards High School in Tallahassee? Is that true? No, not dance, because I, I can't dance. Oh, somebody, oh, somebody <laughs> play. Somebody. No, oh, no, 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 no. Director of bands. <laughs> Band director. Band, dance, not dance. If you, if you want me to dance, y'all will kick me off stage. Yeah, it ain't. It ain't, it ain't. But no, no, I was director of bands at James S. Rickers High School uh, for six years. And, and well, I served as a band director in the Tallahassee, Florida area for 10 years. But I was at James S. Riggers High School for six years and then pursued my doctorate and then went into higher education. And how are you liking Austin for a new home? I'm loving Austin. I'm loving Austin. People, it's funny because like on a day like this, like in the morning, you know, it kind of rained a little bit last night or whatnot. Mm -hmm. People were like, oh, it's so humid. I'm like, man, y'all don't know nothing about <laughs> humidity because this ain't nothing. But, you know, it is hot, but it's cool. You know, I mean, I can deal with this. I could do, you don't have to worry about hurricanes, you know. Facts. I'm from Florida, so, you know, every, I mean, between our hurricane season, every week, we looking at the, 
at the weather, like, are we going to be all right this week or what? You know. Right. So, no, I, I love Austin. It's a beautiful place. Tallahassee, Florida was the capital of Florida. Yeah. So to come to the capital of Texas was a great thing. Oh, I, so. I love yeah. it. I love it. Well, I think it's some love. You know, I spent a little time out there in Fort Walton Beach. So the panhandle, I know about that life and that humidity. Yes, sir. <laughs> you might be an honorary Floridian. Yeah, <laughs> we'll I put in some time. Ooh, it was rough. You just need some seafood, and then we good. Ooh, you got it right. So I have to make the, ask this question. I'm going to ask questions. We're going to ask questions to each one of you, but Tyler, my brother, bass player, talk about how you came to the bass, and tell me a little bit about your setup, because, you know, yeah. I got my little music man, Stingray, doing my thing. Uh, talk about what you do and how you came to be a bass player. Yeah, um, I mean, since I was a kid, I really, I always, I've always loved bass. As, as my director said, I, I talk in a deep voice. I've always been told I had a deep voice when I was a little boy. And I just, I was like, oh, I might not know the words to the song, but I, I'll sing the bass line, right? <laughs> but um, I actually started on trumpet. Okay. I started on trumpet and played some piano a little bit and do things. I just like to play instruments. Whatever instrument was put in my hands, I was like, oh, I like to play this. I like to play, you know. But uh -huh. I played trumpet for many years until about 2019, I finally got to... Uh, opportunity to play bass and I was like, oh yeah man I'm I'm glad I get to play bass get to pick up this instrument for real get to learn some stuff I said it started off rough you know it started off real rough but you know we where I'm where I am at now right but yeah I just I've always wanted to play bass and now I get I now I get to play bass and now since uh Dr. George here uh in 2022 I believe it was it was when I was started taking my lessons uh for actual upright bass so I play upright as oh, well my favorite so yes ma'am yeah. hold up you said you picked up a bass in 2019. Yes, sir. So you've been playing for four years. Yes, sir. And you were throwing down like you were throwing. I'm, I'm ashamed. You should be yourself. I need to work. <laughs> yes. She's a genius. Loud. She's a genius. That's all. <laughs> I try to be now, but but yeah. So he and now he's my bass professor. So you know I'm got the best in the world. Okay. You know to teach me right. So he, he goes everywhere. So, so I'm like I, I need to anything through. I can learn from him. I, I'm grateful. You were, I need to come through, lessons. clearly. Get some lessons. Yes. We got space. You can okay, come I'm, on through. You're hard. I'm going to be over there. The music man. So, Sydney, you, you sing beautifully. So talk about how you came to singing. Is there anybody in the space that you emulate or copy? Who is your inspiration in that space? Um, so how I started singing, I think I've always been singing. My mom is a singer. She's out there somewhere. I don't know where she is. Where? What's up, moms? Oh, yes. She's out What's there. Up? How you doing? Much love to mom. Yes. yes. My beautiful Rams. mother. She sings. She's an amazing singer. Um, she's been gigging and performing my whole life. So I've always been around music and, and emerged in music and the creation of music. And I think it's beautiful. Um, so I've always been singing. I did try to play instruments. I tried to play the viola when I was in like sixth grade and it was horrible. I'm really so terrible at it. So now I just sing. Um, and as far as somebody that I emulate, I wouldn't say I emulate anybody, but I'm definitely inspired by... Hmm, I don't know. A lot of people. I love Jill Scott. Yes. I love Beyonce. Of course. Whitney Houston. Everybody, Ooh. yeah. Wow. I love it. And who, who's your inspiration? Jesus. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> right. Good answer. First and foremost. That's right. That's right. That's right. No, I mean, musically, uh, of course, I'm a, I'm a bass player. Uh, I have a lot of influences, a lot of influences. So, you know, on the jazz side, I love Ray Brown and Paul Chambers, all the greats, you know, Sam Jones and all those guys who paved the way. Uh, but on electric, I, I love the Sheree Rees, the Victor Wootens, the Jaco Pastorius, all those. And I actually have a bass Jaco. signed by Victor Wooten. 
What? Uh, that's sitting in my office. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, it's all about the groove. I, I, I love playing bass and, you know, try to try to teach these guys a little something, something when they come through lessons. So, yeah. now, I, I, will, I will put this in there about Sydney. Sydney <laughs> played French horn when I was uh, a uh, band director for at Rickers High weeks. School for like two weeks. Really? Oh. And then she ain't show up no more because she was okay. like, hey, this kind of hurt my lips. <laughs> Or whatever, so I want to put that out there. She can play a little bit of French horn. So we're going to pep her up to go ahead and pick that French horn back up. Oh, my gosh. Well, she didn't want to do it. Always teach okay. it. I love it. Like, <laughs> multi-instrumentalist. You know, y'all don't see me up here, but I'm, like, thinking in my head, how do I get to HT and start doing some practice so I can get over there? I so told I'm, you we got space. I'm coming through, definitely. <laughs> but so let's talk about, you know, what you've been able to do as far as a collective. So you were selected to the Louis Armstrong HBCU Jazz Competition. Right. So congrats for that, first of all. Thank you. Um, tell us about some of the... Ex yeah, yeah, that deserves some applause. Thank you. Yeah. Give it up. Give it up. We would love to hear about some of the most exciting and interesting performances you've been involved in. Any places you play that are interesting and... Talk about that. The highlights. I, I mean, you just talking about just in general where we played, right? I mean, my freshman year, was a, a couple years ago... Um, we played. We got the we got the opportunity to sing with Wynton Marsalis. I was I started what? off in choir. Wow. So, yeah, we sang behind Wynton Marsalis. We got to we got paid paid <laughs> to be in New York for a week and yes. sing three three uh, three three shows with Wynton Marsalis and uh, the uh, Jazz at the Lincoln Center. Wow. That's what it was. But legendary it was, wow. space. Yes, and uh, I actually ran into Lawrence Fishburne backstage. So it was actually really cool. But um, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, real cool. We played there. I mean, we've we've done a lot. We played ACL last year too, and everything. Um, we played just a lot. We played a lot of places, you know. So I'm like, it's cool. Um, so earlier this year, we actually went to New York and we sung at Carnegie Hall. So oh, that was cool. The, the little place. Yeah, know. just just <laughs> Carnegie Hall. And um, wow, also earlier we. Uh, we sang with Jelly Roll on the CMT Awards. What? So that was really cool. That wow. was probably my two favorite experiences. Mumford & Sons, yes. We played with Mumford & Sons last week. We're going to play with them in two days this Sunday here at ACL. What? So, yeah, just, <laughs> just amazing experiences. I just learned about them recently, and I'm like... They're amazing. I'm in it. I'm yes. in it. Wow. I'm thinking about audiences. Um, like, other art artists, they do their work at home, you know, or in their studios, painters, sculptors. But you do your art in front of people. So what's it like having an audience? Um, yeah, talk to us a little bit about that. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, for me personally, I feel like the audience is like half the experience. Like, you can practice all you want to and become as great as you can, but I don't know. People who said they do it for them, they might be lying. I'll say I'll be lying if I said that. I love performing. I love having an audience. Half your energy is from the audience and their participation, and it's just a beautiful moment to share with people, even if you don't know them. So I, I love having an audience. No, I, I can agree with that. Audience is kind of like, it's kind of like if you're playing a basketball game and you ain't got nobody in the audience in the crowd. You know, it's like, oh, you ain't got nobody to hype you up, right? So it's like, audience in terms of okay, we, you know, we got all these people. When you have a whole bunch of people, it kind of gets your energy right and everything. Again, I love playing with my people on stage, and that's where I get my, you know, I get hype. But then I look out in the audience, when I see everybody else dancing and feeling what we got going on, I'm like, oh, we jamming for real. You know, we, we really got it going. So, yeah, audiences are important. Well, me, you know, once again, it's not about me because I didn't perform today. I was, I was actually in the audience, so I was trying to give them a little <laughs> yeah. bit, you know, well, swing them a little. Well, that's perspective, yes. Yes. Right, yeah, you know. Um, but, I mean, 
what I try to instill in them every day is, you know, you got to give it your all, whether you're playing for one person or 10,000. Uh, I've had wonderful opportunities in my life to, to play on multiple stages, big and small, and you got to leave it all on the stage. I told him that right before you got to, if you don't leave the performance tired, then you did something wrong or you didn't do something. <laughs> right. Like, you know, you got to give everything you got because people are taking their time out to see you, not to mention finances and coming to see you. So you got to give everything on stage, you know. So, you know, when you, when you, when you put it all out there, the audience is going to feed off it for sure. And I saw y'all, y'all, y'all gave it up. Y'all put it all out there on the stage today. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's, you know, that's stagecraft, right? Because I, when I, we, you know, you were starting off and people were just kind of milling around and then people got into it and you were constantly, uh, y'all get into it. And I saw, look, I saw Tyler playing bass and then doing keys. I'm like, this brother's doing everything. And that's a flex if you can do that. So let's talk a little bit about uh, sort of, you know, folks in the world who are doing great things in jazz, like Esperanza Spalding, you know, MacArthur Genius Award winning musician, uh, Cecil uh, McLaurin, Solvant, and Samara Joy, who won a Grammy for Best Jazz Vocal Album recently, but also a Grammy for Best New Artist. Um, you know, jazz is becoming recognized and appreciated among a younger generation. What do you all think, and I love how you are a jazz collective, but you do everything, but how do you think you are inspiring or influencing or giving people access to jazz as an art form, especially the younger audience? Well, I mean, I think a lot of times people, when people in my generation say, oh, jazz music, you listen to the jazz music, like, <laughs> they kind of, you know, oh, what is jazz? But it's like, really, like Dr. George was saying earlier, that's about our culture, right? Like, that's, that's, right. that's black culture. That's so right. when you bring jazz, I mean, Everything comes from jazz, right? If you can, if he talks about this all the time too, but it's like, it's one thing to play R&B, play church stuff and everything like that, but I'm like, that came from jazz. That's if right. you can't play jazz music, you know, what what is it, right? You can play R&B and you can play that stuff, but you won't be able to play jazz. But if you can play jazz, you can do all, the, you can do all music, right? And so it's just like, it's kind of universal. And then bringing that back to the culture, it's like, hey, get, get in your roots right quick. You know what I mean? Like yeah. really get into that. your heritage, so. Jazz is important in, in black culture, I feel like, so. Yeah, definitely the root of all music, to be honest. I think black people are the root of all things, to be honest. But let's just keep it, <laughs> keep it light. <laughs> Anyways, really? I'll say um, I love the exposure that we got and exposing people to all genres of music. But more people that look like us, I think it's important for people to see us doing things that they might not have thought that they could do, you know, or that would be acceptable. And, and those, those are three uh, black women we mentioned. So is there something special you, for you as a vocalist, thinking about those folks? Yes, I love Samara Joy so much. Oh, my gosh. Please don't say that. I will die. She's amazing. I love her. We actually saw her last year before she won that Grammy. What? Oh, yes, nice. we met her. You, you saw her before I did. So. <laughs> just, just to kind of piggyback on that, you know, uh, in, so I when I was going through my doctoral process, I wrote, a, my dissertation was on the influence of gospel music on jazz pedagogy. So, you know, um, I went, really went into the roots of, as we call, BAM, Black American music, yes. right? And so Man. jazz is an offspring of, you know, the field hollers, the, 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 the shouts and yes. the, the slave songs. Mm -hmm. And so, so, you know, all those things. And then jazz had a baby and then you have R&B and then, yes. you know, all, that, all those different things and fusion and all those things. So 
you know, and, and the artist you, you mentioned, you know, Samara Joy, um, she, she came in December with the Jazz at Lincoln Center, right? Mm -hmm. And she actually was able to, she gave a little, you know, a Q&A &A with our students wow. right? oh, at, the, at the, the Paramount Theater. That's great. Uh, when she was here, before she was a, a Grammy Award winning singer. Beautiful. Um, and she is coming back and we're working to get her, you know, we're going to try to get her to school. But it's just a wonderful thing. I, I tell them, as, as Tyler was saying, jazz connects to so many genres of music yes. Yes. so if you learn this art form if you learn the jazz art form then it will be able to just kind of transfer to so many different you know branches out and 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 you can always kind of come come back to your roots so it's a beautiful thing to be able to teach this music as black American music to black yes. students at a historical black college <laughs> Everything. So, absolutely it's, it's great transfer and and I wanted to shout out going to the Monterey Jazz Festival with my dad who went for 30 years. To, so do, are there any jazz festivals that you guys are like aspirational to think about performing at? We are looking at a couple of different jazz festivals. Uh, I don't want to name any right okay, now. Right. But we are, we, are, we are looking to to be on that stage. So just keep an eye out. And, and we will I'm going to speak it into existence. We're going to be there. Yes. Okay. Yes. We're going to be there. I love it. Yeah. Yes. So one question we always ask our uh, our guests is, and actually I want you all to uh, dig into this because this is a question that is both physical and metaphysical and literal and abstract. Where do each of you feel most authentically black in Austin? And Dr. George, maybe you can start us off. Okay, so that's a that's a ooh that's a that's a heavy question. Well, I'll, I'll put it like this. I'll put it like this. Um, in music because I can I can do my thing and whether I'm playing jazz whether I'm playing R&B you know I'm not talking about a physical location but where I can be me right within the music I got a thing that I say make the groove count I say that all the time anytime <laughs> I play a gig I put it on my, my uh, uh, Instagram story and I say grateful for op every opportunity make the groove count and that was something that was told to me, like, when I was in church trying to learn how to play, mm. right? Man, you, you got to make the groove count. You got to make sure you have a pocket. You got to make it count every time you play, right? And so I was looking, when I came to Austin, I was actually asking a lot of the musicians around, like, yo, where's the R&B, you know, where's the, you know, the hip-hop spots? And it was few and far in between. And I mean few and far in between. <laughs> so, you know, but one thing I, one thing I can say is that whenever I get an opportunity to touch my instrument and perform, that I bring it wherever I'm at. So that's why I say I feel the most black in music. You know, uh, of course, there are a lot of great, great, great places to, to, to hang in different places for us. But, you know, that's my answer. That's where I will start. So and of course, at HBCU. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a great answer. Um, I would definitely say on my campus, I love being surrounded by a plethora, an assortment of different people, different types of black people. Black people are not a monolith. And so I just love being surrounded by different, different types of people that look like me and share my same experience. I feel definitely safe on my campus in my blackness. Like it's amazing, especially in a very white area, Austin. You, as soon as you step out, we're on 6th Street, we're downtown and it's, 
there's none of us. So it's an amazing place to be, I feel like. And yeah, I feel definitely comfortable there. On the hill. <laughs> right on, right on. Yes. No, I, I can I can de most definitely agree uh, in terms of like what Sydney was saying at my HBCU. I went to most mostly PWIs going up through school. So like a lot of times I'm like, I'm one of three black people, you know, like one of the only, a lot of times I was the only black kid in my class, like especially in middle school and stuff like that. I'm like, you know, I was like, oh man, being around black people, black culture at my HBCU when I got there, I just kind of got a little more comfortable. It wasn't so much like, I, I'm a little, because I'm, you know, I talk like my mama, she's from South Carolina, so I got a little East Coast country. Yeah. And so people wasn't, you, you know, yeah. you where know you from? Where you so from? Like, where you from? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And, you know, people, when I got there, people were like, you so country. But it's like, <laughs> it's a, it was comfortable to be country. It's comfortable. Yeah. Before, I was like, man, why are you talk like that? And I'm like, I'll talk like you guys, you know. I don't want I don't want to sound weird, you know. <laughs> He's doing code switching, You know, folks. I had to code switch a little bit. We but it's like, when I got to HBCU, it was like, man, I can, I don't have to sound weird. It's not weird for me to be country. It's not weird for me to sound the way I talk. I, I, yeah. I don't say water. I say water. You know, like, you know, stuff like that. It's like, but I feel more comfortable at my HBCU. More, most black at my HBCU. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, first of all, everybody listening to this needs to check you all out. And the fact that you played in so many venues and you play with so many artists, so you need to be on everybody's radar. So, give us a little bit about your social media handles so we can follow you and get people to know what you're doing and be uh, in the loop about what your performances are going to be. Now I, I I'm not really good at social media, um, but <laughs> I don't I don't post enough. But I'm trying to figure it out. But I believe my my Instagram is T. I'm checking with my girl right now. It's T underscore wit five. I'm pretty sure that's what it. Okay, that's what it is. T <laughs> underscore wit five. So check me out on Instagram. I don't. I, yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Sydney Michaela underscore. I think that's my everything. S-Y-D-N-E-Y dot M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A underscore. Dr. George? So I'm, I'm about the students in the university first. So I will, I will say you can always, you can check us out on Facebook at Jazz at Houston Tillerson University. Also Houston Tillerson Music Department, Music Department, Houston Tillerson. I might be saying that backwards, but if you type in Houston Tillerson, it'll come up. Um, also on Instagram, Jazz at HTU. HTU Jazz, yeah. HTU Jazz. Type in HTU, you, it'll it'll come up. Also, Houston Tillerson University, you can see it on Instagram. And um, my personal Instagram is jgeorge underscore uh, oh six. And I'm oh six. Hey, you gotta do it, baby. Uh -oh. One time for the ice, <laughs> ice cool. One time. Hey, 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 come on, I don't give don't get me to stepping now. Woo! Uh, but <laughs> no. <laughs> I also forgot and, uh, to check me out on TikTok. I will too. like to put a shameless plug in there that you can also follow my barbecue business. Oh, hey, wait uh, a J. George underscore 06 BBQ, J. George Barbecue in the building, bringing uh, Florida flavors to Austin, Texas. Oh, we got to do a field sir, visit. We season a little different. Yeah, we're going to do, do a, a location, on location. On location, we're definitely coming. Uh, is there brisket involved? Oh, it's, bris it's everything you want fish, brisket, oh, it's yeah. pork butt, ribs, chicken. Even for the vegetarians, I yep. do smoked mushroom for pulled pork. You know, you got beans, all. greens, potatoes, tomatoes. I'm telling chicken, you, chicken, turkey. That's right. You name it. You name it. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, baby. You name it. Well, I do have to, uh, one favor to ask. I have a 
17-year-old son who's been playing piano for some time. What advice do you have for uh, high schoolers who are playing instruments um, and if they don't want to pursue it as a career but, but want to keep their love of their instrument, what would you say? So I think, you know, as a musician, whether you want to pursue it or not, something I'm, I'm vastly learning quickly is that you got to stay with your music, stay mm -hmm. practicing, stay, stay practiced every day. Don't let a day go by without touching your instrument, you know, and I'm like, that's it's inherent. It's very important. You know, just if I can say anything, keep playing your instrument. Stay with and, and if you can, teach somebody else to play. When you teach, when you teach somebody else, that's how you, you learn, right? So that's I think good. that's... Touch your instrument every day. That's keep it simple. Thank you. It's beautiful advice. And I'm gonna have him teach me how to play piano. And he's gonna come after you because I'm terrible. <laughs> um, I have the same advice. Just staying with it. Now I won't tell you you need to practice every day if that's not what you want to do. But um, as a hobby, I would say definitely stay with it. It's not like a bike. Uh, music is not like a bike. You don't just be, get back on it after six years and you can do it immediately, which I wish it was. But if I stopped singing right now, I would not be that great in six years. Anyways, um, so yeah, definitely sticking with it and um, surrounding yourself with people who have similar interests will keep you up on that and encourage you to continue to play. So I think that'll be my advice. Thank you. Professor George. Well, first of all, I say come to HT. Uh, come to Houston Tillerson. That's, that's number one, because <laughs> HT is ideal. But yeah. um, the beautiful thing about music is music can be a career. It can be a hobby. It could be just a safe space for yourself. And just, just don't break your relationship with music. And make sure you keep a positive relationship with music, right? Uh, I believe that music is a living thing. That's me. I believe that music is a living thing and it can really do a lot for us, right? Uh, and so if you are a piano player, if, you're, if you play kazoo, right? <laughs> you know, it could be something that you just pull out on at the family reunion, right? Or it could be something that you're pursuing a career in, but just keep a positive relationship with it. Now, if it's something that you're trying to move forward and doing, like for real, for real, you better practice. <laughs> but, but, you know, um, and... As Sydney said, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. So don't lose it. Just keep a good relationship with it and pick it up. Even if you're playing happy birthday or singing happy birthday, every time somebody's birthday come around. When that birthday come around, be consistent and sing that happy birthday. So, you know, that's, that's what I'd say. And I've been doing this for a while. And music has taken care of me and my family for a while. And it could do the same for all of you guys out there. Thank you for that great advice. That is great advice. I, I want to thank Tyler, Sydney, Dr. George. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit with us and talk to us and vibe with us. Thank you for sharing your gifts with us because I think we all feel uplifted after hearing y'all play. So, and everybody in this room who heard them play feels the same way. And thank Man, you y'all for having us. Thank for you real. for having thank us. You for yes. Thank you, Black Austin Matters. Black Austin Matters is a production of KUT and KUTX Studios. It's hosted by me, Rich Reddick. And me, Lisa B. Thompson. It's produced and edited by Miles Bloxon and Matt Largy. The music you are listening to was produced by Jerron Marshall. For more about Black Austin Matters, visit KUT.org or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us at Black Austin KUT on Twitter and Instagram.
Support for Black Austin Matters comes from The Vortex, presenting the Black Feminist Guide to the Human Body, a world premiere choreo poem by Lisa B. Thompson. April 12th through May 4th, 2024, vortexrep.org.